Well, hello everyone and welcome to Health Chats Among Friends. My name is Deidre Kindred. I'm a nurse advocate, educator, and navigator. And tonight I am going to pause just a moment and let my co-host introduce herself. Sue? Good evening. I'm Sue Wallace. I'm a certified senior advisor. I've been uh, doing uh, advocacy since 2006. Uh, in addition to that, I started one of the very first personal assistants in Tarrant County. So I have lots of years experience. So that I started that in 1994. So it's probably before our guest tonight was even here. <laughs> so we bring a lot of experience here on this call tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I am as well. So I'm super excited. I have Melina Houston here, and I'm going to pause a moment and let her introduce herself, and then we'll get into our topic. Melina? Absolutely. Hi. So my name is Melina Houston, and I have been advocating for about 18 years at this point, um, primarily pediatrics, but I do have some adult cases that I've worked with. Well, awesome, awesome. Well, thank, first of all, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule tonight. So, um, Melina, tell us a little bit about the journey that brought you into wanting to be a patient advocate and the why. So that is a, um, a little bit of a unique story. Um, so if we want to go all the way back, I was born and raised in a um, doomsday cult and was raised very um, anti-medical. Um, and when I reached adulthood, I, I got married and my daughter, I got pregnant. My daughter developed, um, well, pardon me, was born with several congenital conditions, um, which is what started my rodent advocacy. Um, I had to learn how to navigate the system that was completely, completely foreign to me, um, pretty much with no guidance, no assistance. And I remember it being a very distinctly frustrating mm -hmm. path because she had multiple rare conditions, um, things that were difficult to diagnose, difficult to understand. And I just really felt like I was fighting against the system to get anything accomplished. Um, and as she got older and as I became more experienced with the medical system and you know, ran into other families who had been in similar situations, I would have parents come up to me and say, you know, well, have you heard of this or do you know how to navigate X, Y, Z? And the answer was almost always no. Um, but it began kind of this catalog in my head of resources, services, um, how to's to get, you know, how do you do a prior authorization? How do you get that referral out of this, you know, closed system for a second opinion? Um, just all sorts of variables that I could never have foreseen. Um, and one of the things that happened as I started to compile this, this list in my head of these resources was I found that I would, I started to become that family member that, you know, that person, that a parent that you would run into and, you know, I would share with other people the way that it had been shared with me. Um, and then this was kind of further compounded when I developed my own health issues, um, or rather when I realized that 
things that I was experiencing weren't normal and that they were health related. And I realized that, um, well, there came a point where I realized that I needed to turn those skills that I was learning and developing for my daughter, you know, towards myself and my own health and really understanding the difference between being able to advocate for a family member and yourself, because it's the same skill set, but we have to really consciously sometimes turn that lens around for ourselves. And that can be its own challenge as well. Um, so it's been a little bit of an interesting path to get to where I'm at. And at this point, it's been about 18 years um, because of how I started out with, you know, advocating for my daughter and learning really rare diseases um, was a big one because so many of her conditions are rare. It took me down that path without necessarily intentional planning, um, but to where many of the patients that I work with are um, pediatric and then also frequently have rare diseases. So, Oh, wow. That's an amazing story. So I have so many questions, but I'm going to pause. Sue, do you have uh, a question? Well, I just think that, you know, uh, each advocate has a different, um, you know, path that they've kind of entered and then it expands from that point, which obviously it did. It was out of necessity, it sounds like, uh, in helping your daughter and then to help yourself, to advocate for yourself. And so uh, very interesting story. I can't wait to hear more. Yes. And so that drove you, your story is funny how our stories turning the testimonies that lead to services and resources for others. So what you're doing is you were already doing it when you were helping learn as you go, basically you were, it was very much, yeah. You know, trial and error, you know, shots, shots fired by (laughs) blindness or whatever you want to say. I learned to roll with the punches pretty early on in my adult life. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it was very definitely, um, very definitely a very fluid and and unforeseen path. If you had asked me 20 years ago, what I thought I was going to be doing for a career, I don't think I would have ever been able to say patient advocacy because I I didn't even know it existed as a career option. So it was, well, I've got a question for you. Um, were there certain people that were placed in your path to help you in uh, being able to just begin to know where to go? There were, um, you know, partway, I would say probably four or five years into um, advocating for my daughter. I was actually the first time I encountered a patient advocate. Um, I don't remember who pointed them out to me, but there was, we were, uh, my spouse was military at the time and um, there was a patient advocate that worked on the base um, that knew how to navigate, or excuse me, navigate TRICARE and somebody alerted me to their presence. I'd been having trouble getting a referral out of that closed loop system, like I was mentioning and um, had just begun really, become really frustrated with it. And that patient advocate and interacting with them and, you know, the expertise that, that she demonstrated and her willingness to go above and beyond to get me to where I needed to go to get that referral place, which was actually very pivotal um, for my daughter's care. 
that was a big step because that was really my first introduction to the fact that there are people that are out there that, you know, do have this expertise that do want to help and are willing to volunteer the information um, without you having to know the question to ask. Cause that was always one of the problems that I would run into is that, you know, how do you know what to ask when you've never encountered a situation like this before and you're not familiar with the system. So that was definitely a pivotal moment. Um, I have had the fortune of knowing some amazing families and amazing providers that have really provided a lot of positive feedback and encouragement as I've become more and more intentional with this path of advocacy, because, um, you know, early on, obviously, like we were saying, it just kind of occurred. Um, But there did come a point where I actively recognized that I wanted to advocate and I wanted to help families out the way that that we had been helped and but with with less um random chance to it you know because when i would when i would run into families and i would get the information it would you know i'd be i'd run into a family at the commissary who had a daughter who you know had similar presentation of certain things that my daughter did and we would recognize that and have a conversation or you know totally random circumstance um, encounters and so when i reached the point that I realized I wanted to advocate consciously. It definitely, um, it was something that I then started to pursue very actively in knowledge, as well as circumstances in which I could advocate and be helpful and use that, use that, you know, um, catalog of knowledge to help other people out. So. Yes, I think that's the most important and Ooh, wonderful thing that you're doing because, you know, everybody has that story, like Sue was saying, and that you turned it into something positive, you know, to help other people. And you're still doing it every day. You help me with one of my clients because I'm basically adults. <laughs> and I was able to, you know, get some knowledge from you and it helped tremendously um, helping me out with that client. So it makes me very happy to hear. Yeah. So that's the purpose of why, why I'm, you know, be an advocate. So I'm very happy to hear that. Good. Right. Right. So where do you see your um, stuff going in the next couple of years? So I'm currently in a master's program for health advocacy. Um, I'm about two thirds of my way through my first year of that. Um, I do foresee myself probably opening up a business, um, not sure yet if that's going to be soon once I finish my first year of this program, or if I'm going to wait till the once I actually finish my master's year. Um, and there's a few variables that it's a little hard to tell at this point. Um, right now, I do I am I am actively advocating through my college courses as well. Um, I'm just not necessarily taking the step the steps to turn it into a business. Long-term, really what I want is to be a part of whatever ends up emerging that will allow for advocacy for people who can't afford to pay a private patient advocate, because right now there's a very big access gap. And, you know, ideally I want it to, I want to see the day where anyone who needs an advocate can access an advocate. And that is an amazing goal because, number one, independent patient advocates 
are just now, in my opinion, starting to hit the scene. You know, we're starting to make some traction in the market. But my goal, too, is to eventually have everybody deserves a patient advocate. Yeah, absolutely. No matter income level or anything. And I think that's so wonderful that, you know, we are all kind of trying to gear toward the right goals to get everybody access to independent patient advocates. There's nothing wrong with patient advocates that are in the hospitals and behind the scenes and things like that. But at the same token, we all can work together. Absolutely. And I, I, that is actually an experience that I've already had is working in conjunction with social workers or um, patient advocates that work for typically hospitals. I haven't really worked with work with case managers through insurance, but I think that that collaborative approach um, really lends a lot to a patient's care um, and being an independent advocate, you know, we kind of get to sit in the middle of both of it and we get to see the insurance side, we get to see the hospital side and we get to see the clinic side. But most importantly, we see the patient and all of their psychosocial aspects that go into mm-hmm. their health, their lives, their needs, and how do we take that and kind of bridge all of those gaps. So wonderful, wonderful. So great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish and that's really how I look at things when I advocate. That's kind of the approach that I take. And so you get a little screen, a little snapshot. <laughs> right. And it takes a heart. It, it, it's really hard because when you're caught, you know, I feel the pain that you were talking about earlier, because when you're caught in the midst of a storm and you don't know how to navigate what's coming next or what should have, you know, and then sometimes I found when I was, before I was a patient advocate, you would find out something and they were like, well, you didn't know that? Well, no, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know to ask. I didn't know that it was even available. And so now right. I feel like you had mentioned earlier, like you were fighting the system. You feel like you're, it's you against the system because the system is not geared to help you do the next steps, to help you have that work-life balance, to help you say, okay, you know what? You need some self-care time, but this is what we're going to do tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's also worth noting that, um, you know, many even healthcare providers that work in the medical system have that same frustration. I'm guessing it probably has something to do with why you're here now as an advocate with your nursing background. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I have noticed a lot is that there are quite a few advocates who have a nursing background. That's a pretty common theme. And, you know, I remember when I was applying for, um, for the program that I'm in right now, I had asked a couple of doctors that I was very familiar with for recommendation letters. And um, one of the providers in particular, she got really excited when she realized that there were health advocacy programs out there, um, even though there's not very many right now, that, you know, she started asking me questions about it. And one of the things that she commented on was how fantastic that was, because even as a doctor, you know, she's got all these years of training. She's got all these years of experience. She works at one of the prominent children's hospitals in the country, and she would have no idea how to navigate an insurance claim or, you know, so it's very, very like fragmented. It's, you know, this is, this is my 
area. This is what I know. This is my area. This is what I know. And there's not a lot of connection between those. And so a lot of times when you have that circumstance, like we were just talking about where somebody you, you stumble across somebody who knows about a resource or a step that you could have taken. And they ask you that question, the, all the people previous to that, that never mentioned it, maybe didn't mention it because they didn't know either. They didn't know either. Mm-hmm. You know, right. exactly. So. Exactly right. Yeah. And it takes a village. In my opinion, what I found is that, like you said, it's very fragmented. The cardiologists, they don't care about their feet. <laughs> You know, and the podiatrist, he doesn't care about your heart. You know, so it's like putting the pieces of a puzzle together, just making sure everybody is collaborating. Because sometimes even physicians or other healthcare providers don't know what they don't know. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly right. And because of that lack of knowledge, sometimes the the actual patient or families of patients, things get lost, okay? They get dropped. And uh, then it becomes a a big issue where if people had really known and had information, it could have been contained in a, you know, a smaller scale. So I think it's, I think it's very important. And, and with, um, I know there we have a huge children's hospital here, Cook's Children's Hospital, and um, it's just growing and growing. So you know that there's so many pediatric needs out there. And um, so it's just, uh, you know, to help to find someone like you that could help them through that journey, that would be um, a great benefit to families, I think. So, like you say, not everybody can afford to have a a private patient advocate. So, if you had a nonprofit, perhaps that would be a way to do that, you know, to offer those services to everyone. Because I know in my heart, I've never been a nurse or a social worker, but it's always been about wanting to help everyone, you know, that need. Yeah. Yes. And what's so wonderful about Melina's story is that, you know, you had no medical background. So I always emphasize, you know, you do not have to be a nurse to be a patient advocate from all sources of backgrounds and stories of people who want to help. So and also I want to add that as patient advocates in our world, we help each other help the client. Yes, absolutely. It's Um, not about me because I'm not going to navigate Medicare. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) Part of being a good advocate is knowing when something's outside your your wheelhouse, but having those connections that you can reach out and ask questions of somebody Mm -hmm. who it is. And I know like you discussed, you had, you've already had a consultation with me about a client and, you know, I've, done the same with other patient advocates where I've called them up and said, you know, Hey, I have, I have this insurance question. That's just a little deeper than I'm used to, to going with insurance. You know, can you help me out with this? And like you said, the community in general is just really willing to step up and help each other out and really support each other because at the end of the day, it's about helping the patients, it's about helping our clients. 
Absolutely. Making a difference every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Melina, sometimes there are differences and sometimes they're big, aren't they, Melina? So anyway. And sometimes the small ones accumulate and they take on a momentum of their own too. Oh, yes. Yes. We know that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Well, Melina, thank you for your story. Um, please, please don't hesitate to reach out and keep us abreast of your story. We would love to have you back, especially when you open up, whether it be for-profit or non-profit, because all in all, we're helping people to help people. Absolutely. I would love that. So, so if someone wanted to find out more about you and, and your story, and, and if you're able to assist them with resources for uh, pediatrics or adults, what is the best way for them to reach you? So right now, the best way to reach me is going to be my email address. And it's, it's pretty easy. Um, it's, I'll spell it out, though, just because uh, I do have a little bit of a unique name. So it's M, like Mary, E, L, I, N, like Nancy, A, M, like Mary, H, O, U, S, like Sam, T, O, N, at gmail.com. So that should read Melina M. Houston at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you again. I can't thank you enough. And I uh, encourage your journey and I love watching your journey. So mm -hmm. thank you for attending. It was lovely to meet you, Melina. It was lovely to meet you too as, as well, Sue. And thank you so much, Deidre. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> and thank you everyone for tuning in to Health Chats Among Friends, where we bring you reputable resources from our local communities. Tune in next week for another amazing resource and another amazing guest. Thank you. Bye.